I could lose all my money today. I could lose every possession, every watch, every car. Right. And but I know that I can bounce back with my name because I'm going to I'm going to take care of you. This is the playbook. I have two incredible entrepreneurs, although it kind of bugs me, guys. I got to just tell you, because if I added both of your ages together, I'd still be older than you. Welcome to the playbook. I have Dawson Gant and Brandon Gleese, the CEO and CFO of DFY Commerce. Welcome to the playbook. Thanks so much for having us, Dave. You guys, this is going to be so much fun. So first of all, you know, I have a rule about partnerships and I want to know what your perspective is. And you have another partner that couldn't be here today, Tyler. Here's my rule of partnerships. Number one, never get into a partnership. Two, if you get into a partnership, make sure your partner has more money than you. Uh, rule number three, if you don't listen to rule one or two, go back to rule number one. I'm gonna start with you, Brandon. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I think rule number two with this was a uh, how we kind of got along. And, you know, he was in real estate and I was trying to kind of tap into that market as well. Um, but this kid also had great systems and processes as well. But Tyler and I, it's a different situation. We've been best friends for years, you know, hometown friends. And um, I uh, started this business a while ago and he kind of came on as a salesman and ended up uh, just outgrowing me in the company as well. So um, for me, I, I can't really go by those, but I, I would say that he had more money than me for sure. <laughs> nice, this smart move. How about you? Uh, yeah, I think that I told everybody I would never be in a partnership, but when we first met, I was like, look, man, like I'm not really interested in being anybody's friend. I tell this to a lot of people, but if we can make money together, maybe we'll become friends. Now we're really, we're like brothers. Yeah, I did say that. Um, yeah, but, uh, why is that? Why aren't you looking for someone to be a friend? Well, you know, it's kind of a, a good and a bad thing to be so young, right? You know, as an older You're guy. You're telling me? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you start making some money and you start to question who's around you for what reasons, right? Are, are you around me so that you can kind of ride my coattails or steal from me or whatever? And it just seemed a lot easier for me as I was growing up and started making more and more money to kind of only surround myself that with people that, you know, yeah, we could be friends. But we could also start businesses together, start ventures together uh, because – when you're making money with someone, uh, their negative attributes kind of go out the window, you know? Maybe I don't like how he, what he eats, but if he's making me a bunch of money, we can be friends, you know? Um, or viewpoints and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I've, I value my time and I don't want to hang out with people that aren't looking to level up in life like I am. So if we can level up together and we can be friends, great. And if we can make money, even better. Yeah, I have a great chain of feeding uh, that I wish somebody would have taught me when I was your age, which mm -hmm. is, you know, you only... Uh, you can find the light, love, and lessons in anyone. Yeah. I think that's what you're trying to say. We 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 can find it. Yeah. But if they're going to bleed me, exactly. You know, I don't want to be around it. And so you set a situation with your friends that they're going to feed you, and mm. you're more than willing to do everything it takes to feed them. Correct. What was enticing, um, Dawson, to you? You were already successful mm -hmm. in a business, and you know, you, um, Brandon, were looking to get into the real estate business, maybe, and you had this best friend Tyler as well. But what was so enticing about DFY that you, you know, allocated so many resources and so much time to be in their partner? Yeah. So, I mean, I've completely almost autopilot my real estate business to be, be a partner in this. So it was a big deal for me to make the transition. But, you know, I saw, A, I saw two guys that were doing really, really well that probably could use some type of structure. Uh, but I also saw the market, you know, e-commerce as, as a whole is a trillion dollar market. And it's not, you know relied on on just one market it's a national global thing so when i was looking to diversify and have other streams of income that could potentially be 
you know, a safer bet, right? It's not going to be affected by market conditions. Um, I was looking into e-commerce and I was like, you know, these are guys that I feel are authentic and all honest. Um, and I can trust them and I can trust my reputation with them because even though Tyler's not here, I can tell you that if something's going wrong in the business, he's going to stay at the office for a week and not eat to figure it out. So I can put my name behind someone like that because I can bet on them and then they can bet on me. So uh, that was what was different for me. You know, I talked to a lot of people in the industry, but what their 10-year plan is and what my 10-year plan is, we just had a lot of alignment. And Brendan, it's interesting to me because you were successful as well mm -hmm. and young. And instead of looking for, you know, a 40 or a 50-year-old person that has situational knowledge and experience, you know, maybe in distribution or logistics or drop shipping, you know, a variety of people that I know in the space that are a little bit older and more seasoned, why did you reach out or ask uh, Dawson to be your partner when there's so many other people that maybe had much more experience in the space? Well, I have that. I have that. It's uh, those, those relationships with people, uh, but it's not at a partnership capacity. You know, I don't have to give up equity. I don't have to. I get to learn. And um, with Dawson, I just, I've never seen somebody with his work ethic. I, unmatched, honestly. Um, this kind of person who came into our company and got on, you know. Our what does that mean to you, work ethic? So, you know, a lot of people define things in different ways, and I'm always curious if someone's young like you, when you say work ethic, what are some of the attributes that are illustrative of that work ethic? Productivity and just working efficiently. Great. Um, I like that, man. You know, like if it's him showing up to the office for four hours, things are getting done. If it's uh, he's got a checklist of things to get done for the day that we as a company need to get done that day. It's gonna get done, whether that's um, you know me and him, all three of us together as um, as partners, or if it's you know him having to go and do it by himself because other things are going on in our, our personal lives. Um, there was just there was just something about it, and obviously with me and Tyler, we're, we're really um, I've got both people. We grew up with a you know religious background, and Dawson um, kind of came in just like I said, it was aligned. He just fit. He was uh, just very, as you can tell, just authentic and. Uh, he always says uh, authenticity what, what has no competition when you're authentic yeah. you don't have a competition integrity and authenticity have mm -hmm. no competition the uh, truth will always come out the truth vibrates the fastest these are great wisdom to, to live it and build a company by and uh, I've I've been burned before and so I just can see through some you know some like you know good cop bad cop stuff and with him I just it was just the connection was real uh, real and I, I really look forward to it so for a while we we're just working together and then um Tyler and I kind of came together. I was like, look, we gotta, we gotta bring Miles as a partner, and we can do other business ventures, uh, business ventures together as well. But um, yeah. this one specifically. And to be in the e-commerce space, especially the one that you're in with DFY, and you guys being a leader in the space, mm -hmm. known for your integrity and, as you define it, the work ethic of not only you uh, but your team towards the customers and clients that you have. Um, faith is something that that. In my 30s, I started to draw in and not necessarily religious faith, uh, but that's a lot of times where people learn about sure. faith. Um, what does that mean to you, Dawson, uh, faith, and how does it apply to business? Yeah, so I'm not a super religious person, not as religious as they are, but I'm big on faith too, right? Um, for, for me, I wanted to have a faith in something I'm putting my name on, right? If I wouldn't own a store, if I would not give my dad or my brother a store, I didn't want to be a part of it. Um, and then the other thing is I, I, I really sleep a lot better at night. You know, I had a bunch of rentals and I still do. 
couldn't sleep at night with those things. The kitchen would catch on fire, roof would go out. But me knowing that I have not only two really good partners, but I everyone we have in our company is so like driven. Like our sales guy slept at the office two weeks ago. We're like, bro, go get a hotel. You make really good money. But he's like, no, nah, I had stuff to do. So like, I feel like, you know, I can almost trust fall back. And I know that not only am I, the culture we've started in our company going to take care of us, but it's going to do the same for our clients, right? Uh, it may be a small thing, but you know, our sales guy, our, our account, account managers go the next level, right? They, they sleep at the office if they have to. Now we don't really want them to, but they do it. They're willing to do that. Uh, so, you know, I have a lot better sense of confidence in what I'm able to provide to the marketplace um, because it's not, a, you know, when, when a client comes on, it's not a small price. It's not a, you know, it is almost like a leap of faith because there are bad cops and there's good cops in this scene. Um, so, you know, you have to co correctly vet them and then, you know, take that leap of faith and say, hey, this is something I want to do to potentially level up my life and, and uh, create a vehicle to add more wealth. You know, there's a saying about being an old soul, meaning that you have wisdom beyond your years. And the more I get to know both of you and Tyler, it seems like you've learned so many different lessons that it's taken other people lifetimes um, to learn th those lessons. And in order to do so, you have to have a certain mindset. Mm -hmm. Brandon, you have an interesting mindset. What or how do you describe your mindset, which to me is, you know, very interesting, but also I think a catalyst to your success. Um, kind of funny we actually had this conversation on i think the car right here yeah. no, no coincidences with me brother <laughs> tension plus <laughs> intention equals coincidence the lessons that we've learned yeah. over the last three years even you know because we're both really young i'm 25 years old shut um, up just yeah. stop there i'm gonna end the podcast <laughs> i'm 53 look at these turkeys all right go ahead no, but, uh, but i'm not trading my bank account no, no. <laughs> my mindset really just stems from I, I, to me a moral standpoint like i uh I, like i said i have a religious background um I didn't really grow up wealthy, middle class. I had a lot of uh, successful, you know, family friends, and that's what kind of drove like drove me. And kind of like what you guys were talking about earlier about, you know, those trophies and like the cars and the, the jets and stuff like that. That kind of stuff is great. It's not fulfilling, but for us, and I, I can speak for him too. I think being able to provide for somebody else is like fulfilling to me. So mm -hmm. from my mindset, if I can continue to do that and impact people. It's fulfilling to me, and I just want to keep growing to a larger scale. Yeah. And how about for you? I mean, the lesson of you guys both work hard. Mm -hmm. um, you work smart, which I loved. Your, my favorite answer of yours, Brandon, so far was when I asked you what work ethic meant, and you said productivity instead of getting so busy working, you forget to make money. Um, but the interesting thing um, as well, Dawson, is the idea of working long. And I think the younger you are, it's so difficult to see the aggregate effect, the compound interest of your behaviors. Um, have you been able to fully grasp on what you're aggregating at such a young, you know, if you look at Einstein's theory of 72, right? That things double every 72 segments that you're consistent with. You guys are on a trajectory that's off of the charts uh, just because of how early you started creating aggregate behavior. Do you know the effect of that? Or is that something consciously or subconsciously that you do? In recent, last year, last 365 days, it's gotten really kind of like bliss moments, right? So like, you know, we've been able to like, we spoke about earlier, take a private jet. We, we flew private here because we had to be here at a certain time. And we were trying to work as much as we could Monday. And I, you know, everybody's quiet, listening to music. I'm looking at the plane, I'm like, dang, like my dad would be mind blown if he knew yeah. I was on a jet. So I'll send him a picture and he's like so proud of me. And I'm like, damn, like this is, this is what I, am growing to do imagine me in five years so i tell like 
my uh, COO and uh, my assistant and everybody, I'm like, yeah, 25 is my year. Like, that's it. I want to be 25 and, and have the option to be done and go live on a beach, but I know I'll never be able to stop. For sure. Because it's so fun to build businesses and help people make money and, and make money yourself and, and impact people's lives. Because now, you know, a big thing for me is we have so many employees. When an employee buys a new car, it's more exciting for me than me buying a Bugatti or a, a just, jet. Just like it's you flying like, the jet's more important to your dad than just Yeah, exactly. It. It, it, it's, and then it's a compounding effect because now they have a little bit more confidence they're in that new Audi and they're, they're, you know, just to see their life change because their wife's happier because they're making, you know, it's just cool. Uh, and to be able to do that at such a young age, it, it kind of is bewildering. Sometimes I'm like, man, am, am I, pinch myself, I need to wake up. But I just realized that, you know, the sacrifices I made not going to parties and, and uh, because it's kind of cliche, but it's the truth. Like I, I didn't have many friends in college for the short year I was there because I was so driven to make something happen. And now we're starting to taste a little bit of that fruit of our labor. But now I think it's like, okay, what, what can I do in the next five years? How, how many people can I affect? So I had great success when I was your age, mm -hmm. uh, at a young age. And I separated myself from people uh, that could really help me because I felt as if I could do it on my own. How much do you guys lean on people uh, for help beyond the three partners? Are you in mentorship programs? You guys are you coached? Are you, are you guys in groups of to level up to a different level to learn even more about what you're doing in a different way? Well, when it comes to people that I that I genuinely trust, it's hard to to really lean on them when it comes to business and and I guess just all the the things that come with it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously, you know, my mother's my mother. I'm going to talk to her about everything. But, um, you know, like, I, again, they, they, I didn't really have success with my, my uh, family growing up. So I do have one friend. He's in his 40s. He's one of, one of my best friends. You know, I've bought boats with him just to make sure that I'm involved in his circle. And that got me in a circle with, you know, other guys that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s that are, you know, selling, you know, publicly traded companies. And uh, it, it's one of those things where, I, I know they know I'm young, so when I ask the questions, if they you know if I ever need help, they're gonna be there for me. Mm -hmm. But it's also I don't want that dynamic of having to feel like I'm uh, you know asking for too much help. But um, let me give you a piece of advice: ask for help. Mm -hmm. You can't ask often enough. You can't ask big enough. Fastest way to get to where you want to be is find people in the situation you want to be in and ask them for help, ask them for directions. I wish somebody would have, and the reason I'm stopping the podcast and telling you this is I wish somebody mm -hmm. would have told me when I was 24 years old and a millionaire, dude, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. It does not hurt to ask. You don't have to keep the advice. It can be a handful of sand, let it pass through your fingers, but make sure you guys ask for advice. You're gonna say something. Yeah, yeah. I think that, again, over the last two years, we have started letting go of the grapevine, you know, uh, hiring people, bringing people on as, as far as the company structure that, you know, it was really tough for me to hire like a, a COO. I wanted to do everything. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I hired someone that was really, really capable and came in and actually what I realized is I can probably do 110%, you know, quality, but I'm only one person. So if I can mimic myself or, or find people that can do 70% of my quality of work and have 70% of my work ethic, that's a lot more percentage than just me because I'll, I'll burn out, you know? Um, but yeah, we try to surround, I mean, I, I and, and him, uh, Brandon, have tried to surround ourselves with people that are that are just doing what we want to do, right? You know, we go to, to an NBA game when, with people that own, you know, a franchise car dealership, Penske, you know, and, and we get to sit down with them and they're like, oh, you started a car dealership? We're like, yeah, and then they give us an email list of connections, say, hey, do that. And the people that truly have wealth and have success 
are happy to hand it down to the younger guy because they want to see you win. People that already have it want to see you win. Absolutely. Okay, last question. You guys seem very focused, intentional, attentional about what you do, which has created this great success for both of you. And, you know, although we haven't discussed in detail DFY mm -hmm. uh, commerce, uh, I would rather people know who's behind mm -hmm. because there's so many bad actors in the space that I think when people really get to know both of you, no. they're going to want to do business with you, which is why I want to put you on my podcast because it's a rarity uh, for you especially young entrepreneurs that have such a great vision of integrity of, you know, how I believe you can build a business. I'd be curious as a last question, if each of you could give me three non-negotiables in your life and how you prioritize those non-negotiables. What's non-negotiable? Start with you, Dawson. Give me three non-negotiables in your life and how you prioritize those three things. Yeah. So, um, one huge non-negotiable for me, and it's going to sound kind of small is the gym. Right, I'm not a huge dude, but the gym has allowed me to be a lot more balanced as a person, right? So when I don't go to a gym for a week, I feel a little bit up. And uh, so I, I do try to make that a priority. Uh, another non-negotiable for me is, and I think one of the reasons why we align so well is moral and ethics. Uh, you know, I've seen Brandon and my other partner, Tyler, be in situations where they've, you know, potentially been wronged done by a, another, you know, entity. And they always make it right for our clients. They always make it right for somebody. So, uh, again, we get back to that reputation thing. And I think that would be my third non-negotiable is protecting my reputation. Because at the end of the day, we only have our word and our name. Uh, I could lose all my money today. I could lose every possession, every watch, every car. I've done it. And But I know that I can bounce back with my name. Done that too. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of you. And when I'm down bad or when I've had a bad rough patch, because the money is never ours, right? And it's always just in our account, but it's never ours. Um, if I treated you right and I'm, I say, hey, Dave, man, I, I, need, I need a chance here. Maybe you're going to give it to me because I treated you right. But I don't do it with that intention. But I just know that if I put out good in the world, that, that at some point it'll come back when I need it. Awesome. Brandon, what are your non-negotiables? Yeah, I think, obviously, the first one I would say non-negotiable is just my faith. You know, I got to make sure that I stay right and aligned with, you know, my religion and my belief system because that's who I am. It's structured me to be who I am today and it's gotten me as far as I am now. And so that's, I give all praise to that. Uh, number two, I'd say relationships. I've, mm -hmm. uh, I've, like we were talking earlier, I've outworked myself where I work too much and I cared too much about the wrong things and trying to get to this uh, level, whether that's status or uh, possessions. And uh, it, it, it wore out relationships, uh, whether that's friendships or like, uh, you know, partnerships with a, with a, with a woman. Um, and so I think that's a non-negotiable. I just make sure that I'm able to prioritize that as well. And then three, like you just said, uh, reputation. That's so huge for me. Um, because again, we're all in this for longevity. We all want to make sure that our name's protected because it take us five years to build what we've got. And then overnight it's gone. If you're not careful, gone if you do the wrong thing, well, I could have spent, uh, the entire podcast talking about how extraordinary your business is, DFY Commerce and why people should do business in a crowded space with DFY Commerce. I could have talked about the differentiators in the business, but I wanted to hit of why I think people should do business with you. Uh, it's too bad Tyler's not here because I'm sure he mm -hmm. would equal the level of respect uh, in the impression that I have for both of you, Brandon and Dawson, you true entrepreneurs. 
uh, aligned with my belief of making a lot of money, helping a lot of people and having a lot of fun, especially appreciate your authenticity and your integrity uh, in a business that's so important to so many and you're empowering so many other people to change their lives as well.